Let's wake and bake with the boys Pull out some weed and get high Dude smoking on the bong While Scotty's talking way too long Got time to smoke one more Taking the message To the people now Keep smoking and growing And watching prohibition fall down Uh, wake and bake America, just not quite like, but, uh, <laughs> what's that? Robin Williams. Yeah. Good morning, Vietnam. Oh, you know? Man, that's good stuff. I was telling you, I was watching that a couple weeks ago, man. Good stuff. You gotta check it out. It's a good movie. You don't have to check out Jack. It's hard to make time to watch movies, but that <laughs> one's good if you like Robin Williams. It's a little heart-wrenching here and there, but, uh, oh. funny and uh, enjoyable flick. Yeah, I always say, just make sure you get tuned up for it. It was on a couple Sundays ago. I woke up and I had a kind of bunch of time to myself, and it was on. And I was like, "Is anybody around, man?" It's good stuff, <laughs> man. That is good stuff. It is heart wrenching, man. Because Jesus Christ, those kids are so young. <clears throat> we got a good show today, guys. We're gonna give away some DGC Cup tickets for the meme contest, yes. as well as get into what's going on. Scott's anger with metal. Uh, <laughs> I used to be in the heavy a little metal, bit of lo- man. Pressing rosin, pressing rosin yes, advice. I could do that. Uh, as well as a listener looking to get into the business, looking for some ideas. I'm curious to hear what people come up with. And, uh, you know, all kinds of good stuff. Some grow talk, nice. as well as what we got to go do in the grow. So let's start it off now. A couple shout outs, though, to supporters that help make it happen around here and got some dope, dope products. Uh, New Millennium. What's up, Jerem? We gotta get Jerem back in the studio. Uh, if you guys want to check out New Millennium stuff, just go search. Do yourself a favor. I could tell people use the search bar, dudegrows.com. There's a good audio spotlight on New Millennium on our site, which is just like 10, 12 minutes of straight information on their their bottles that are in their line. Um, most notably, if you prefer to pick one, which I do plenty of times when I'm mixing up my magic potion lines, the Frost. And what am I hashtag? Bottle something. I've been called something in the forums with my bottles. Right. Messing with no-till people. Right. No spill. Uh, but, no spill, man. Yeah, no spill. <laughs> Hashtag no spill. I'm no spill. So, but you don't want to spill that frost. But on your plants, man, gives good trikes at the end of your cycle. I give it a thumbs up. So Nice, Who man. you got, Scotty? Yeah, they got a good fulvic as well. That ruby fulvic is really cool. Um, yeah, good, good simple product line. It's a very high quality. That shit that Jaren brings is fucking fire, man, when he shows up. I always ask him, is this growing new mill? He, he swears it is, man. So I'm impressed. I got Spectrum King, man. I just want to shout out to Spectrum King. They will be at the show. Hoping to see Brendan or, or. Wow, it's the first oh, time I said or, or, or. I bet she's never heard that one. <laughs> or, or Brendan. Doesn't work either way, man. Uh, yeah, but we're going to see them over there. I think we're going to be checking out what a mother's little helper they're giving away. Did I, did I hear something about that? Or, or, or is, uh, is yeah, that Yeah, mother's little official? helper. Uh, potentially a closet case or two. Nice. Potentially an SK six hundred. I got to get a hold of those guys. The thing is, a lot of people in the industry have been uh, a little busy with Spanabis. I shouldn't right. say a lot, but I know Spectrum King went over to Spanabis as well as Rainbow Nutrients. Um, you know, some of our homies, if you will. So yeah, nice uh, man. But 
I will confirm, guys. The list is building. You'll hear me every episode almost, but I won't I won't elaborate too much this episode. DGC Cup at Gmail. If you want the chance, man, five hundred dollar way to grow shopping spree. Um, I just talked to another connection. We're gonna get some some nice uh, I don't know, maybe a CO two sensor, some piece of nice equipment or two. Um, that uh, from Activair Hydrofarm I'm trying to get my hands on. Nice. As well as a Sun Spectra 630. I don't know, too much to list. Glass bongs for first, second, and third in the competition. The option to taste over 50 strands of weed. See rosin being pressed before your eyes and scooped onto an email <laughs> and into your lungs. Love it. that? Hey, I want to say I got like 5,000 little uh, little flyers made up. They call them club flyers. Little, little, almost a little bit bigger than a business card that have all the information. I would love to get those out to dispensaries, grow stores, that kind of thing. So, DGC, if you could help me get these things out, Man, I'll just throw a, a grip of them in an envelope, and I will uh, mail them over to you. So just uh, hit me up at uh, what DGC Cup at uh, at DGC Cup at Dude Grows DGC Cup at Gmail There we go. Hit me up there, or hit the dude up, and yeah, we'll get them out to you. Definitely, that's perfect. Help promote. Still haven't this given thing. back my Waffle House coffee cup. If you guys are watching the video show, uh, so they'll make more. They should raise their prices from that $2.75 breakfast. Is it still that price over there? I remember walking in that place like, why is it so cheap, man? Dude, it's scary. That's like I saw a a commercial, I think, was for Wendy's. And it's after 4 o'clock, $2 kid meals, Scott. Who feeds? I mean, and this is where we can get into what's going on a little, actually. But that's scary pricing. Scary pricing. Yeah, so. that's that's exactly. I know you know, dude. Kind of gives me a little bit of a shit every now and again, saying, "Hey, we got got a weed show here, man. You're talking a lot about food and soil and nutrient density, but it, it all kind of it, it's hard to ignore this stuff, especially when you get as high as I'm fucking getting, man. I start thinking about that shit. Yeah, and it's it's you creepy. Tell. We had to man. have a meeting after yesterday's show. Yeah, to, dis- <laughs> to discuss the format and its purpose. So uh, yeah, they played ramble on. Let's do uh man, I see I had a, a what's growing on um Well hang on, let's give executive producer real quick so we No no yeah, I heard you. That's what I'm saying. Okay. That, that one of the things I picked to discuss was actually sure. a post by this guy. Oh, so okay, cool. Nod Narb, what's up, executive producer um for a response um in this post titled So let's just why don't we just do it now, you know? Right. Do it live. Yes. All right. So this was the the post was by let me see here by Bobby. What's up, Bobby? And uh, hey, dude, and Scotty was wondering if the rosin pressed is both fresh and dry. I've got blackberry crossed with blueberry, grown under Spectrum Kings with Canna A and B Mammoth P and recharge. Hell yeah, I bet you got some good results too. Uh, so ooh, the flowers do look really nice. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, so he's asking about fresh material, man. Do we want to press? And a rosin press just material that hasn't been dried at all or dried material. Yep. And Nadnar um, came on and uh, and taught us a little bit about this stuff. There's a yeah, he did good. Let's yeah. and I'm learning too. This I'm actually about to uh, coming up soon here within a week or so. I got a uh, connection with some pressing up in the Fort Collins area, so I'm going to be starting to learn more. And I'm hoping people are going to be like, man, that is an awesome return because it's you know a lot about your starting material. Hell yeah. But Nadnarb says. Don't try it fresh or fresh frozen. You'll end up with a puddle of water, and that won't that and it won't be worth anything worthwhile. Ouch! So the best quality rosin is pressed out at five or so days, hang dried. 
the natural humidity within the bud makes for an optimal yield and top shelf quality. Also, on the, and this is where it gets deep, man. Also, on the topic of natural humidity, you can still press some fire with dried, cured buds. You just have to reintroduce humidity. Optimal is 62%, all right? Not 61, 62. <laughs> so it just so happens that Bovita makes 62s. So depending on how dry your flower is, keep a Bovita pack in it with it. Wait 24 to 48 hours. <clears throat> and it says, caution, prolonged exposure Bovita to Bovita packs has been known to absorb terpenes. Whoa, man, that's not fucking cool, man. No, I don't want Bovita taking my terpenes. So, because if you don't have a Bovita pack and are growing, I prefer to put in whatever dried curd flour in a jar with a freshly picked leaf for 12 to 24 hours. Again, though, fresh frozen is horrible for rosin. Unless you make bubble hash and press that out, but you can get the best quality and a lot less work if you hang dry for five days and squish. All right. So he goes, also check out Rosin DGC PSA. I guess that would be Rosin Dude Grows Crew Public Service Announcement. Yes, sir. Let me spell it out. I wrote it up a few months ago when Rosin was poo-pooed on by Scotty. Yep. So I wrote up a big to-do and tried to get him on the other side. Dax is the man, though. He had to see it to believe it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, What's this? A post? What did he do here? Yeah, he made. Check out. Yep, he made a post. But I'm pretty sure that uh, I had him on a uh, what do we call it? Awake and bake a long time ago, and he was explaining to me. Yeah, because he was like, "Dude, you're driving me nuts that you don't have you have any clue about rosin, dude." So let me come on and explain it to you. And he came on and set me straight, man. But, so but I was Dax really set could... me straight, man. That guy, you, you got to take one of those low temperature. You're saying that's the best, dabs, man. Or oh. That's the best dab you ever had. It was just it. so flavorful, man. So much flavor in that. The dude's ready to buy one of his presses. How good do you think it was? So <laughs> if you guys search, just search rosin DGC on our site, you'll pull this post right up by Nod Narb. Um, and hell yeah. And then there's another one by Nando. Um and some good information actually over here. So wow, very interesting, what, guys. The professor popped in with I agree with Nodnar's assessment of both Boveda packs and pressing rosin. Says we did a lot of tests on the humidity packs when they first came out and found the same thing happening. If we either used them for bringing moisture out or left them in too long trying to get them to rehydrate. Now we only use them for rehydrating a flower. And then once it's back to the desired moisture for curing, the packs are removed and put in airtight containers. So it does look like... Uh, Interesting. i got to go take a pack out of my bag. Go back downstairs. <laughs> just not too long. Those. Not too long. Use them to put, put the moisture in to bring yeah, like it to the right... Yeah, two, three days, but then take it out. Yeah, I would think that's what, it, I think that's what they're saying. Oh, man. Mine, mine's I like to just keep couple... it in my personal jar because I know that I'm never going to... Nothing's going to stay in there long enough for it to affect taking out the terpenes. He keeps it on his person. <laughs> Constant rotation. That's right. All right. So uh, that's awesome, Nodnarb. Good information. And I will check out your DGC Rosin PSA. So moving on, let's do – do you want to get in what's going on? Why don't we do these DGC Cup winners, man? Let's do it, man. Let's peeps, do it. Peeps be waiting. Awesome. I'm so uh, glad all these people are coming. Looking forward how, to so it. So are we giving away how many tickets? Uh, let's give away. What are we giving away? A ticket each, right? No? Cool. Cool. Yeah, I'll, I'm glad to do that. So, well, free admission. All right. Mr. Moho Resin. Yeah. Resin, sorry. Resin. I like this one. What's that? It says, packing for the DGC Cup. It says, meds. Check. 
<laughs> that's awesome suitcase full of the dang awesome man so everybody's a winner here man because everybody gets a, 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 a ticket you're still gonna have to call or you know sign in and register and all that but we'll find some way to uh to get you you know get get you hooked up man get you that ticket man so yeah guys just if you're in this contest email dgccup at gmail and just put meme winner right put your name in there put your your dgc name because if you put hey it's daryl like, I don't know who Daryl, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, sometimes, like, I know you by your DGC name, okay? You need all your names, your birth name, your DGC name. So, next and uh, second place, do we already do second place? Nah, man. So. Me, yeah, we got me, Chief. Chief. Yeah. And he's got, if anybody's seen the movie Office, it's not Office, it's Office, office space. space. Office Space, man. Lumberg? Uh, you fucked Lumberg? going... Yeah, uh, if you could go ahead and put those DGC tickets on Amazon Prime, that would be great. <laughs> nice. Good job, oh, man. man. Beautiful. So, Meef Chief, I'll be seeing you at the DGC Cup. Looking forward to it, man. All right, man. Yeah, and if anybody's having any, any, uh, like I said, if they're, they're – oh, I did figure out um, if you guys don't have your own credit card or whatever, you can just go to Walgreens – and get one of their many different denomination cards and use that over at Eventbrite to buy the ticket, too. Okay. I wanted to mention to people. Um, so there is a way to where, you know, obviously some people are just trying to cover, I don't know, have every conspiracy theory in the book going on. But um, you can do that if you need to pay. I mean, I haven't figured out a way yet for you to do, like, cash or money order. Just go buy one of those prepaid cards and buy a ticket is what I suggest. Um, and if you have any questions, again, Cup at Gmail. Nice. Nice. So we did first place. We didn't even first do first place, man. Drum roll, please. Who do you got? Tom Danks. Yes. Right. And he's making me feel like Saturday morning here, man, with Dastardly <laughs> and Muttley. And oh, I used to love waking up and, and, and enjoying it. Was that Captain Caveman? Love I don't it. know the names of any of these guys. I guess it's more your era. Yeah, this was uh, Saturday morning, man. You'd wake up. And this is when there's one-dimensional cartoons on TV. Yes, and <laughs> yeah, like Tom and Jerry and stuff like that back in the day. That shit was racist, man. It's funny you can't see them anymore either because you're like, dude. Well, it says DGC Cup is going to be lit. <laughs> nice. Yes, and uh, appreciate it, guys. All y'all. Um, we're going to do the general admission $25 pass for you. If you planned on being a judge or whatever, just put it in the email. I'll get it figured out with you um, and send you uh, the information to get it done. Yeah. Appreciate the uh, memes. Nice, man. You guys want to do your own memes? Dudegrows.com. Just go over there and hang out in the uh, – sorry, not the members lounge. That's only if you're a member support. You know, members lounge. I love it. <laughs> um, uh, just write uh, on memes. DG- yeah, what is What's that? Yeah, what what is this? Right under make a meme or or what is, what is it's this? It's the DGC latest memes? now, man. It's the latest. I got to get used to the to the new nav, but I do like if it. You click on the latest, you can see dank nugs. You can submit your dank nugs or do the DGC meme contest. Nice. It's all under the latest. Nice, man. Right. Nice. Let's see here. Where are we at? What do you got, man? What do you got? A lot of weed right now, man. Can my virtual assistant bring me some? Shit, I, I like this bong so much. I left it here since last show and done smoked it all. Virtual assistants aren't really there though. They're just like on Skype and shit, man. So they can't so really. I need bring a real shit. assistant. Yeah, just yeah. hold yeah, up. Let me point. beam over there real fast. <laughs> Can you Skype me a bowl? Maybe. All right, so moving on to what's growing on, man. So 
What do you got? You got anything to start it off with, man, before I get all heavy, man? Maybe I should start something off here. Kick it Uh, off, man. (laughs) Set it off. Um, Yeah, I could go into a couple things here. I did see an interesting interesting show. One of actually my favorite shows. I think it was his last series, Anthony Bourdain cruising around the world. And... um, he uh, parts unknown, I guess is what it's called or something. Phoning it he in for good... CNN. What's that? I said phoning it in for CNN, taking them dollars. I like how Anthony Bourdain just gets drunk pretty much everywhere he goes. He just drinks and eats really good food. Yeah, and that's like his life. It's an but interesting. He keeps it life. real too. He doesn't just get hammered out too 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 heavy. No, he no, he just doesn't apologize well. for drinking and smoking places. You know, and that's the difference. Everybody else has this guilty like, oh my gosh, we shouldn't be doing this. And Anthony Bourdain's just like, yeah, fuck it, let's drink. I got. Well, I like the, the inspiration before you travel places, man. Like it shows you don't you know don't forget to check out. You know, don't go to uh, some exotic. Island and then go to the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company for dinner or whatever. So, <laughs> right. The McDonald's but, in um, Paris is amazing. He was in Madagascar and he was talking about the some people McDonald's estimate estimate <laughs> since the introduction of like humans, and this is just estimating, there's no like solid evidence that 90% of the island has been deforested. And you talk about your metal and taking care of the soil and all that. And it's like the alarming rates of deforestation going on for either cattle or for our beef addictions or, you know. So seeing the, I don't know, just thinking about all the deforestation and things going on there and the different reasons. It, but Led me to the thought also, it's like, it's hard to be eco-friendly or environmental, like friendly when people are just trying to survive. So you can see it in other parts of the world and things, but like if you're hungry or you need shelter and these are your concerns during the day, you're not really trying to, you know, save the planet. Yeah, but that's Um, why education is so important because now we've seen, that's why I was going to get into that guy, David Montgomery. And he's jumping into uh, – he's writing these books where they're researching. Now at least you can actually – people that understand what happened can look at the history books and look at the soil samples, the core samples, and actually see what happened historically to these cultures. And a lot of times they make fundamental mistakes in the way that they treat their soil, and that's why the culture declines, man. Yeah, yeah, you can actually track the downfalls of a lot of major empires by the humic material left over in their soils near the end end of their, yeah, their empire they start depleting all their humic materials and their teeth start to go to shit and bones are less dense because there's no nutrient in because the soil it's not nutrient dense. yes i don't know if you notice but people aren't all that healthy these days and a lot of people have the misconception <laughs> that rainforests are super fertile soils and everything and they really aren't like once it's stripped there's a couple of years of agri they can do farming on it before the it's pretty much depleted because the forests are just so big that the top couple of feet of soil in a rainforest are all that's really active everything else isn't good soil yeah and it doesn't make a did I, i'm sorry we cut you off dude please continue. well no i mean i just feel like if, even if i start to talk about uh a 350 chevy v versus a ford i'm gonna start talking about somehow we're gonna food. talk about soil yeah man it's like <laughs> come on let's do it <laughs> <laughs> you just got you can't you gotta stop listening to books when you sleep and it's just it's changing brain waves to sleep. it's programmed me i think the dude's gonna come I just over reminded man. me man that was it you know you have a hierarchy they teach you in school i mean obviously you need shelter you need food if you don't have those things not a lot else matters it does it doesn't take 
before you know got to have those things to build on these other examples to take care of the environment around you and see the resources or that need to be there that some are to use um you know well others you know aren't sustainable enough to use but anyway but it doesn't uh, it doesn't take a genius to figure out what happens hey man <clears throat> we're living in the woods here and gee we see that uh we can grow our crops in this little clearing here so do you want to grow more crops? What do we do? We make a bigger clearing. So let's burn down a little bit more of the forest. Well, shit, there's our neighbor and he's burning down his little piece of the forest. And shit, now we just had enough, you know, making enough food to have more kids. So now what do they do? They each get their own little piece of the forest. And then all of a sudden they, we burnt burn we burnt the whole thing down. And now like the birds that were hanging out in the trees and that were uh, shitting down and making our fertilizer have left. And the, the forest that was the windbreak for our crops is gone you know and, and people don't realize all the little things that they've done even something is as innocent as um they were talking about this one island where the the kings the the leaders just realized that all the ant like the pigs were rooting around and ruining all the crops but everybody liked raising pigs because it was good meat and they banished all the pigs and that's what that's what uh saved their island haiti was an example where they didn't they just let the animals and actually they just had to tether them is what they did if they just tethered their sheep and their pigs they were able to have meat and also have fertilizer but if they didn't if they just let them all root around all of a sudden it was just bare rock and that's why like some of these these cultures or some of these countries are literally trying to farm on bare rock they have no soil and that means they have no food infrastructure and no stability and that's why they're always having you know under turmoil well, what about, do you want to tell me about the threat of toxic fertilizer from industrial waste? <laughs> so, all right, man. Look, I, know, I know I'm coming <laughs> on heavy, but I was watching, or I was, I was trying to learn about this nutrient-dense food. And I am so bad at reading that I have to read this book. And every time I read it, I get a few pages in. I'm like, holy shit, this is so interesting. I'm like, please let there be either a book on tape about it, you know, an audio book about it. Or please let there be a good YouTube video or somebody that can sum this up for me. Because trying to read this book is like death to me. I just don't learn that way. Um, so I start reading. I'm like, I'm, I start reading about nutrient-dense soil. So I'm trying to learn about that. And then what I start learning about is... Um, like what, what constitutes fertilizer and what they're putting in a lot of these, even like these things like organic fertilizers or things are like, Oh, it's just trace minerals and things like that. Um, I remember somebody giving me a box of fertilizer a while ago, like a couple boxes of it came with my house when I, when I moved into my house in Colorado. And I remember I looked at the fertilizer and I was like, I remember somebody telling me if you use like more than the recommended amount of that shit. That I, I said this before, you, but your house literally is like a toxic waste site. Like it's like literally toxic waste they're using. And uh, I was like, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but okay. And then I started just did a simple Google search about it. And it's like, yeah, it turns out that like the steel plants and whatnot, take the, the sludge from their, uh, uh, from their, uh, like, I don't know what they are, smelters or whatever, from the bottom of the barrel. And uh, they end up, they can either dispose of it, but it costs too much to dispose of. So they just pick the one trace element that plants can use that is actually in there and ignore all the other heavy metals. And <laughs> say it's fertilizer because yeah, of that one element. They're like, it's zinc fertilizer. It has yeah, zinc Yeah, I was reading some of that information you had on there, and it was interesting to see um, you know, that it, it, they applied this fertilizer 
some of it was like byproducts. I think I saw a company name. It was like the Lando Lakes, like a bump the butter. Lando Lakes company, butter people. They own a whole town in Florida, but they had the Senex Corporation. And there's there was a book uh-huh. called uh, what's it called? Hang on one second. Fateful Harvest. It's called. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's the one I was reading. In. <laughs> Holy shit, it's just scary as hell. I mean, this guy went and bought fertilizer from his, and it's like this uh, kind of like sludge stuff, this recovered like super cheap sludge stuff. And he went and bought this fertilizer, and you know, for like way under market value. They say sometimes the uh, companies will pay you to apply this fertilizer. You don't think there's something shady when a company will pay you to apply the fertilizer? And anyway, the motherfucker's cows died. Uh, he gave. Oh yeah, no, he he's got, he got like one tenth. He gave the the hay to the the company, so the company ended up taking over some of the land because he's like, look, all my shit's dead. Yep. So they put this grass out that only grew a little bit, and they said they would promise not to sell the grass, but they ended up giving it to the farmer next door, and some of her horses died. Yes, it's like holy I shit, mean, that's low. That- not only, I mean you're. You got to sell the hay that's trying to be a, uh, what do you call yeah, it? A bioremediation type of plant. <laughs> I love it when you say the big words, man. I was stealing it out of one of the other stories <laughs> talking about in the news we'll cover here. But anyway. Yeah, listen um, to this really quick. It says the ex- ex- the recycling of hazardous industrial waste into fertilizers introduces several dozen toxic metals and chemicals into the nation's farm, lawn, and garden soils, including such well-known substances as mercury, lead and mercury. Many crops and plants extract these toxic metals from the soil, increasing the chance of impacts on human health and crops and plants entering the food supply chain. This report documents the highly toxic substances found in by testing fertilizers, as well as the strict regulations needed to protect humans and the environment. Dude, it was saying like, where is it, man? It was saying all of the fertilizers out of the 29 fertilizers tested, um, 29 tested fertilizers contain 22 toxic heavy metals. You know, aluminum, arsenic, barium, boron. Ca- you know, boron is a trace, trace element for, uh, for, for plants. Uh, uh, chromium, cobalt, copper, iron. So they're probably like, oh, it's a copper and iron. Uh, leave out the lead. You know, it's crazy, man. The mercury, yeah. the selenium, the silver. I mean, all that stuff. Ooh, uranium. Ooh. Zinc, you know, it's all it, it's just crazy, man. What didn't Superman like? Kryptonite. There we go. Yeah, that's in there. Tested twenty nine cool. for that. <laughs> but it just freaked me out, man. I don't know. I just, uh, I just couldn't believe it, man. And then I, yeah, so I just can't believe. Remember, you were saying something about, oh, the FDA is there to protect us, blah 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 blah. And I was like, I don't think sarcastically, so. I do. Yes. <laughs> okay, just making sure because they're not. Yeah, and they're they're there for their cut. Yeah, and then I see something that says uh, Pasclos. Uh, this is uh, from uh, like a county kind of near, uh, about an hour or two from my farm. It says Pasco County sludge uh, will become fertilizer. And so these guys are talking. They used to truck the sludge up to Georgia, which seems insane. But they would truck human sludge up to Georgia. And now they got some guy to make them a fertilizer plant. And what happens, the, the, the complaints about this are everything that you go down the drain. Making fertilizer out of human and industrial sludge is a very bad idea. Um, biosolids uh, generalized in industrial urban centers are probably the most pollutant-rich waste created in the 21st century. Of the 90,000 industrial chemical compounds in commerce today, most end up in the sewage and resulting in biosolids. 
I mean, yeah, and then all the medicines everybody's on, all that stuff. Well, man. yeah, you just have to think that's just a breeding ground for like b- antibiotic resistant bacteria and antifungal resistant fungi. Just all that human waste together is just the yeah. potential for a human pathogen coming so out of there are really bad. They're go- well, what, what do you want to do with it, Scotty? I want them to stop selling it. So they're going to sell that to fertilizer to somebody that's going to put it on their crops. And then they're going to sell that and tell me, oh, it's organic. It was just growing biosolids. I'll pay extra at Whole Foods for that shit, man. Yeah, biosolids makes <laughs> it sound real cool. Yeah, you know, ooh, it's bio. But I'm just Maybe saying. They use it to uh, fertilize uh, the, you know, the ornamentals in the field that they just planted over the old landfill or something i don't know i mean if it's i'm just saying that when you start putting i don't know if it's less impactful than trying to throw it in the dump or whatever else they do and then if it's like i'd have to do a runoff test to be accurate the problem is when you (laughs) tell people things are fertilizer and they go and put it all around their homes where their dogs roll around on you know the grass their dogs roll around on their children play on i don't want it to have all sorts of contaminants whether it's heavy metals which is very obvious that they they, they're gonna have you have you throw all around your lawn like i don't want heavy metals and i mean don't they already do this with that product milorganite or no yeah the milorganite is a biosolid yeah and it's controversial there's a lot of people that'll be like stay the fuck away from that stuff man you can buy that from home depot for cheap and that's probably just the same thing it's like a processed uh human sludge yep from the milwaukee or you know milwaukee what municipal waste facility or something right hell yeah man i go tour pbr and then the malarganite plant all in the same day yeah but i'm just saying and then if you threw some paint thinner down the drain too that's in there i just i don't know scares the hell out of me so i just as i'm looking at nutrient dense uh, i can understand scaring the hell out of you it it might be one of those things that if you i mean i i'm not sure of course um where if you saw it like on how it's done or how it's made and you're like holy shit that's one hell of a filtering process that's not half bad compared to what they were doing with it before right but they're not i mean they could probably could and i'm not against it but you know but the fact that they have to try to filter this stuff out or they have to filter this stuff out you can't just ignore all the other stuff that's in there and be like well basically you know i mean human manure is good food you know we can make we can make a plant food out of it and just ignore all the other weird shit that's in there man pun intended i mean that's pretty much where i thought (laughs) that there's regulatory agencies in place to ensure that uh yeah to ensure that they get a new ski boat this summer Anyway, very interesting information. Let me hit one more here. We'll get out of what's going on because uh, I wanted to spark a little. Uh, I don't think there's any comments on this. This is in from Arachnid Death. All right. All right. He's got five comments on this, actually. He says, hey, guys, I'm digging the new show changes. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you very much. He says, my question is on regards to blossoming or to the blossoming industry that is cannabis. I'm in a state that is on the cusp of legalizing recreational use. I'm interested in the field, but don't have a, the capital or business experience to run my own. I know there are all sorts of other ways to help the industry, but wanted to get um, your thoughts on what might be the best idea for someone like me. I'm a veteran, and I know a lot of people will often suggest working security or something along that line. That would be a serious waste in my talents, though. I know I can help someone build and grow a business, but I'm unsure of what aspect to apply my interest. Sorry if this seems vague or rambly. Stay up, friends. He goes, P.S. I'm getting out of the service in April. Can't wait to smoke again. It's been eight years. <laughs> oh, Damn. man. Thank you for your service. April. And, uh, April 15th, man. Come smoke. Whoa, shit. This, that'd be scary. This, Can you yeah. imagine not smoking for eight years and showing up this at the DTC Cup? This joint's on me. 
It'd be a mess. So he he, he wanted to get chair. into Scotty an aspect <laughs> of the industry, not like growing. Um, and he said he wasn't really interested in like security or money handling, but not growing. Like that what? Not growing. He doesn't want to. Yeah, something like he said. It, it, here's his here's his comment because people talk. Michigan Matt came in with the whole business plan mm-hmm. down to the numbers. That <laughs> was pretty interesting. Um, Arachnid Death says, uh, "I'm not trying to start my own grow business. Um, I want to. I, I don't want a hobby that makes me become burden of source and, and source of stress." He goes, "I'm hoping to find a part of the field that perhaps helped the growers or dispensaries. I don't know what other areas of the businesses there are. So you know, something that's like a service, baby, to." Um, dispensaries or growers or maybe he thinks about coming out with a product. I don't know. Do you have any ideas? Yeah, I mean, you could do what, uh, oh man, what's his name again? The natural enemies guy. Uh, you know, if you really knew bugs and really knew knew how to um, release and, and you don't, I don't think you really need to be a true entomologist, like a trained entomologist. I think you can do it with a, a lot of work, you know, a lot of trial and error and experience or, you know, Maybe you could work with somebody like that. <clears throat> I know with the nutrient-dense soil, they're always looking for people to go and test soil and to go take soil samples and kind of teach people the concepts of nutrient density and how, how to achieve max, maximum nutrient density in their soil. Um, you might be able to do something like that. And, you know, cannabis is, is a gateway to gardening. It probably goes the other way around, too. So if you're known as a guy that has, you know, amazing vegetable garden or, or that, that's just an amazing grower because he really understands the way plants feed and, and the way soil works, when it does go legal, I think you could walk in with a portfolio like that and say, oh, by the way, I also grow cannabis and people are going to be really impressed. If you can talk about fertilizer, you know, if, if you just... uh uh, ex- explain to people how things really work. I think that I think there's a lot of mystery of that out there. You know, I was even thinking of Costa, not Costa Mesa, Steve. Um, uh, the aquaponics, uh, potent ponics, Steve's aquaponics stuff. If you really have an understanding of that, and maybe you could help him implement those systems around the country. Yeah, I think something like that, or, or you know, just just implementing some kind of progressive uh, growing system that's really efficient that's really effective and that people just don't know about and getting the word out on that. There's a lot of that out there right now. Yeah, I agree. It's and it can be tough when you're not in a state that has it, uh, being fully legal soup chimed in said, start a personal garden as soon as you're able to, and maybe look into just jobs at a local hydro store. He goes, personally, I really enjoy working in the customer service side of the industry. I've spent time in a few different roles at various times. But one of my favorite jobs was working as a delivery driver for a medical cannabis collective. Nothing beats the feeling of delivering to a sick person or someone having a rough day and getting to be the guy that shows up with the weed to make everything better. Holy shit, man, I think we're getting pulled over. What's that? <laughs> I just imagine delivering for a cannabis collective. You probably don't want to get pulled over. Oh, it's all legit. On the up and up, man. Um... Let's see here. Moving on. Thanks for the uh, chime in there, man. Arachnid, arachnid death. Yeah, it's, it? you know, short answer is you know, get some really unique skills and some some proven unique skills, and and then go uh, and teach people them. You know, and show them to people and and be a consultant. I guess. Yeah, I agree. Well, before we hit the news real quick, man, we've got to check out a dank nug here. See what the DGC is smoking yeah, on. Yeah, we got in this. Stony McSquinty Eyes Day 65 Sour D 
Um, and looks, oh, this is really good picture, man. I like the, uh, it's kind of interesting. I don't know if that's like purple LED light in the background, but beautiful looking flower with tons of trikes on it. What does he say anything about it here? Uh, Where are you at? What are you looking at, man? Uh, Stony Mix First Day Grow Sour D under the, let's see what the DGC is smoking on. On Oh, dude. You are confused, I'm doing like you man. did yesterday, man. <laughs> danked out and went, it was all in the wrong area. So. <laughs> wow, look at those hard look. nugs, man, there. I'm looking at, what I'm looking at is. Uh, organic Amber. Organic Amber's King Kong. A peek into the jar of cured out King Kong from my first few years of growing under an hps under soil with uh looks like it's super bud by chronic man those things look like hard nug that's a that's a trim nazi that got you there man that's a that's a tight seriously he's got it trimmed up tight as hell yeah nice very cool nazi that got you (laughs) if you guys want to do a a dank nug pick um or hang out over there Go over to dudegrows.com and just click on the latest. You'll find the meme contest going on as well as the dank nug place to put your dank nugs and appreciate it. Tell us what you're growing it with, what kind of nudes, what kind of lights. It's always good to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Very interesting. Cool looking bud, man. I will smoke that. Bring it on, bring it on. Don't forget, once you accumulate those nugs, yeah. man, you can go uh, over in the vault, man. What do you got here? It says there's a video up about uh, jackpots from Afternoon Jones. I can not know. Where you're looking, man? Yeah, yeah. I'm on uh, over here on. Let's get. In, we're getting some growers' love here, man. Okay, man. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna take yeah. over. I'm just turboing. I don't know, man. I'm not. I'm not doing perfect. Yeah, man. Because um, uh, yeah, well, pulled out the bong two shows in a row, and you can see what it does. <laughs> um, yeah, right. I've got a bunch of stuff in the nug vault. I still have some optic foliar. I got some of that little optic foliar. I think I got sixty mils and and uh, two fifty mils of. I don't know. Do I have anything? Yeah, we have those, and we also have those new the starter kits with the. It comes with the small overgrow bottle. Okay, we got some a, of those, and then a thing of transport. Yeah, we have those. We'll have those up in the vault for you guys. Beautiful man. So yeah, we got a couple things like that. Um, man, I don't know. I think man, I was talking about a couple of new things. I won't put them up. I've, I've been accused of uh, talking before I act, but I've got a couple of interesting things I'm going to put up in there. Cool. The Nugga Vault is open for business 24-7. Yes. Feel free. Yes, it is, man. Hook it up over there. Uh, all right, all right. Not sure. I mean, now are we going into the news? Is that what we have going on? Uh, yeah, unless you want to do some Grower's Love, man. We can hit up on some Grower's Love now if you want, man. Yeah, do you know what's up with this video here? Oh, uh, this was, uh, what is this, an Afternoon Jones? No, I, don't, I have not even seen this one. I guess. He's got a good tip with uh, smart pots. What's he talking about? Did you watch this, Guru? No, I have not. All right, man. We'll skip it, man. We'll skip it. We'll bring it back. Oh, I see here in a video what he's showing. He's got a video over here, guys. Essential tip for growing plants using um, fabric pots. Right. And he has them spaced. It's actually, check it out. It's kind of interesting because he's using some Real thin boards to space them on the bottom, and I think what he's achieving is more airflow under the smart pots, which, man, there's probably too much already for me in fabric pots typically because they dry out pretty quick on me. But, um, yeah, it was over on Google+. Plus, So that's what was, sometimes we got potted assistants sneaking up stuff on us and being too potheadish. Yeah, so I'll just blame him. I think where, where he's trying to get airflow on the bottom because if, if there's none and it's just sitting on the ground, sometimes it can still let the root circle there. But that's not on wood. I wouldn't put it on wood, man. Wood's just going to encourage rot. I'd put it on like a grate, one of those like metal grates. You right. Get. Interesting, man. No, I didn't see this one. They snuck it in on us. 
Do you still have jackpots? Speaking of that, in the vault as well, those fabric pots. I in do, there? man. I got seven, fifteens, tens. I got three different sizes of those. Those are cool, man. Good stuff. Ooh, I haven't seen the fifteens. They are cool. They're like twice. If you guys aren't familiar, they're like twice as thick as a smart pot, like heavy duty pots. Yep. So check those out. Yep. From Scotty's friend Jack. Jackpots. Right. Very creative. All right. Anyway, news, man. Let's do it, man. Something I've actually done. So, what do you want? Hey, take your, right. your story. You got it, there, man. Yeah. All right. Farmers in Italy. <laughs> you know I'm going with it, man. All right. So, what would you expect? Remediation. It's at least there's got cannabis in the title. Farmers in Italy fight soil contamination with cannabis. Okay. And it just talks about uh, farmers in, in a region of Italy, once known for cheese, have turned to cultivating cannabis, not to smoke or sell, but to decontaminate polluted soil. Uh, the hemp they're growing contains very little THC, the compound that makes people high. Uh, it says, for generations, our family produced ricotta and ragotta and meat, uh, Ferrano for recalled. It wasn't until 2008 when the government discovered to- the toxic chemical, chemical dioxin in his sheep and slaughtered his entire herd. herd. The culprit was just a mile away. Contaminants spewing from a massive steel plant, Europe's largest, meant Ferrano could never have grazing animals again. To clean up his land, he decided to try a rather unusual experiment. Ferrano planted industrial hemp to try to leach contaminants from the soil. I mean, it's pretty cool. There's a little video here and stuff like that, but it's... Uh, it makes me curious is when you're done with that, um, What? so is that hemp, what is it good? I mean, obviously you could turn it into... Um, like building materials, and different things like or that, something like that. Shit, I don't, I don't know. I probably just burn that shit. You know, it's just gonna have, uh, it's gonna have, have contain whatever was heavy metals or dioxin or whatever the hell that was. It's definitely still. Yeah, good you for... couldn't use it as any type of like hemp oil or consumable, if you will. No, it would um, have to. You'd have to use it just for the fiber that's in there. And I guess, I guess you could use it to make uh, like the biodiesel. You could yeah. still use it to do that. Sure. So what if you burn it? Then where does my uh, then it's in the ashes. mediated... That, the heavy metals would what? be in the ashes then? And then can I put the ashes back onto the field? If you want to put heavy metals back on your field, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out how we get rid of it, man. I, yeah, I don't know. I guess, I mean, if you did burn it and turned it into ash, I guess that would be something. But I guess those heavy metals, it is an interesting way. Or think about it. You take the heavy metals that are in the ground, you pull them out of the ground into the cannabis plant, you burn the cannabis plant, you know, and, and you take those ashes, and then you just keep those ashes from going back into the ground again, and you've, uh, you've cleaned up the ground. No? True. You know, and then maybe you can, I don't know. I don't know if you can extract the heavy, I don't know what they do with them. Yeah, I do not either, but their field is ready again to at least start, you know, it's a healthier soil. I mean, it's gross if literally it's your family's land where you used to make cheese and and raise goats on. And then, you know, I think about like what your grandpa would say to you. The goats just drop dead. You know what I mean? They're like, ah, the goats, you can't even raise goats here. We can't even keep our family traditions because there's dioxin from the steel plant. And by the way, that dioxin, if it's not, if it doesn't come out the smokestack, they're going to just sell it to you in your fertilizer anyway. So damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's creepy. Well, I want to cover one real quick here titled out of the Denverite. It says, should social marijuana businesses or should social marijuana business employees be trained to identify customers that are too high? What? Which... You know, reading this I'm going to sue them for harassment then. 
300 pass so people will be allowed to smoke um and like places like private or not private but they can't sell food it's not a bar um it's going to be like a yoga studio a place to get a cup of joe read books hang out um let me read a little here it says denver yoga denver yoga instructors waiters and others working at social consumption spots sounds so weird could be tasked with figuring out which customers are too high to drive. Oh, now so the drive is different because being too high, I'm not sure there's a such thing as being too high, but there is a such thing as well, being too high to drive. And they, should, yeah, I don't want people going and getting fucked up. Go, I've never done a dab before. I'm from uh, Austin, Texas, or wherever the hell. I don't know. They probably do good dabs in Austin, Texas. Now I think about it, but they come up here and get fucked up, and then they get in their rental car. Man, which way is the hotel again? <laughs> Smashed by a train, man. Yeah, well, I could write, they, I could write doing a, a, a commercial for the government. Man. <laughs> they're doing a Denver Councilwoman Kendra Black and others on the city's Social Consumption Advisory Committee. It's called the Social Consumption Advisory you would have Committee. To smoke before you went to a they're Social saying, Consumption hey. Advisory Committee meeting, wouldn't you think? Yes, and they're yeah, they should, they should. and they're discussing whether there should be training. For these people, you know, to me, it just sounds like more red tape and what a pain in my yeah, ass. My mom didn't have no training. She could tell when I was the tiniest baked. She could tell when I was baked four well, years or four, four hours ago, rather, you know. Well, it says Denver does not require employees in restaurants, bars and other drinking spots to be trained, said Maureen McNamara, who also sits on the committee. McNamara, now listen to this. McNamara? Call her Marine. That sounds about right, man. McNamara sounds like somebody should be on a committee, man. Marine has been training people and organizations on serving alcohol responsibly for 20 years. <laughs> so do you think Marine potentially talked with Kendra Black and said, hey, I see a business opportunity here. Let's get a committee going discussing whether we should force these people that are trying to just have some people. You know, it's just sure. too much. Those things are already in place. Like if I'm on the committee, I'm going to say, you know what? If they're too high and they leave here, that that's that's what we have cops. That's law enforcement. If I'm the, on the committee, I'm going to say, ooh, can we have it at the Hilton again? Wait, in the, I mean, in the training class costs $500 yeah. for a two-hour course. And can we like split yeah, that but down then at the that middle, point, maybe, you think? A small business has more liability, too, because in court they can be like, oh, weren't you trained? You know? Like, weren't you trained to see that that person was so high they shouldn't have drive? Yeah. So we're going to sue you, too. Yeah, if I was thinking like, about that, though, I'd have a real hard time thinking about it. As cold as it is in Denver these days, I'd probably have to go someplace like Hawaii to really consider what I was going to do there. You know what I mean, man? Maybe they could take me over there where I could get my thinking cap on straight. <laughs> All I know is, like, yeah, no training required. You just hang the sign up just like a bar. We refuse the serve the to uh, we refuse the right to serve. What is the same anybody to anybody? No questions asked. Yep. So then it doesn't. Add. It's just look. Nope, not saying because you had too much because you had too little. I just don't want to serve you. And that's usually at the discretion of stab establishments. And it's usually not a problem in cannabis establishment. Worst thing you think it's going to happen as long as you got enough couches around is the person's going to go sit down. Right. So. Right. But I, and I mean, you got to stop somebody anyway. If somebody comes in and has a bunch of dabs and gets really fucked up and tries to go, you know, and is acting the fool, it is somebody's responsibility to stop them before they get in a car. True. True. You know, I friends just don't, don't want, let friends I, I drive too high. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's it. I think, it, I think you're 100% on drugs. right, Brett. 
Oh, man, I, I use his birth name, man. <laughs> I think you're 100% right, though, man, is that uh, I think it's a, a shakedown. Hey, how can we make more money? This legalizing marijuana thing is going to be great. There's going to be money to make. You know, so that, that's what I think is going to go on, man, is let's have a meeting and it's all these alcohol people. Let's just retool our programs for cannabis. <laughs> Well, let's do, uh, before we take a break and grow talk coming up here, I wanted to say, how's it going, Growmore? Um, yeah. And uh, just give notice that we have some Growmore you'll be see coming on into the Nug Vault. Yep. Uh, a lot of different products uh, just from the support from Growmore. Appreciate it. Their Mendocino line. I know Scott has got some powders, Biocozyme. Um, shit. Well, did you get the Bloom Cow Mag? I wanted the Bloom Cow Mag. I don't know. He didn't mention that. I don't know if he's doing that or not. I don't know if that was just an idea. I don't know. Yeah, they got it. It's in stock at Sunlight Supply. Then I got it's it. Then. For real. Then I got it. I asked for it. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> have to see. They sent us just, just a party a, pack. He loads up just a pallet a for us and uh, just sends us a pallet of good stuff, maybe once or twice a year. And uh, that's what we just throw it in a nug vault. Trade it for knowledge. Yes, they got plenty of good products. Even if they, they got a lot of products that I'd say, yeah, you could add that to yep. like to your line. A few, for example, the Biocozyme, the Fuego amino acid pack, if I can yep. call it that. Yes, you can. Um, or their Silica. Uh, but yeah, a lot of good of shit uh, at a good value. What's up? All of them are good. All of them are really good. I don't know about all of them. I haven't tried all of them. Okay. Uh, no, all of the three that you just mentioned are really good products. And everything that I've tried, I've never been disappointed by Grow More. I think Grow More is your no gimmick stuff. I think a lot of this stuff is, um, uh, there's a lot of sizzle with the steak, if you know what I mean. I think Grow More, <laughs> Grow More comes in like, dude, we're loading pallets all day long. Uh, our boy Jake kind of has a keen eye for this stuff, wink, wink. And he says, uh, dude, I can fucking make some, I, I can make you some formulations, man. And this is just a guy without a big fancy advertising budget without, his company doesn't give a shit about Max Yield. You know what I mean? They're just out there making, you know, like I said, when I was there visiting their factory, it was huge. And they were just literally loading pallet after pallet after pallet, man. So it was a lot different than most of the other, you know, boutique lines that I go and visit. Yeah, I agree. And uh, check out on DukeGrows.com. Uh, if you guys are active on the site, you know you got some nugs building up, but you want to try uh, the new line, just search uh, Grow More Costa Mesa Steve yep. or Costa Mesa Steve Grow More or one or the Costa other. You'll Mesa learn a bit style more. style is what you search. DudeGrows.com slash Costa Mesa style teaches you all about how Costa Mesa Steve uses grow more and Michigan cool. Matt. I got to get that, uh, that hundred lighter up. I've got this hundred lighter chart from Costa Mesa Steve. I'm so sorry. I just didn't get it up in time and I will get it up, uh, uh, on the website uh, a little bit later today. Give me an hour or two. You got an hour or two. Yes. But what day all is right, it? So shouting out to the recharge here, man. Yeah. Bit of a recharge question, and this is uh, let's see here, officially called Recharge It Up. Yes, we're bringing it's a segment we've had for actually over a long time, but sometimes it just comes back. Comes in again. So, Recharge It Up, man. Question from Billy Buds. Good question, though. Sup, guys? One quick question just looked in my mailbox, and the recharge has been delivered. It's only about 25 degrees out, though. Been sitting there all day. Does it have any impact on the little critters? Um, will it all cool when it warms up to room temp or will it all be cool? 
Love the show and all the crew. So good temperatures. Like, what's the parameters? Like, can I? What if I leave my recharge in a hot car on accident for a day, or if it's outside for and yeah, I want, freezing for a day? You know, it's in spore form. The reason I like recharge because it it doesn't expire. It's got it takes like years for it to start degrading because it's in this super stable spore form. As soon as it starts getting, you know, once it wakes up, once you add water to it, it wakes up, starts moving, and then from there, uh, uh, you know, then it, then it's fairly sensitive to temperatures but uh in its spore form it's really strong i know that cold doesn't bother it um heat i don't think you want to get it past about 135 degrees i think that's what my guy was telling me it's kind of the magic number so the there. same kind of rules with leaving a baby in the car like <laughs> jesus 135 degrees is hot man you don't want to do that but um Bad joke, you know. Yeah, yeah but uh, I'm just thinking that uh, you're going to be fine with it being cold. We ship it to cold weather destinations all the time, and people still love it. So it's working. Yeah, Mangled Remains says they're good to go. Microbes live in the ground and endure freezing temps naturally. Yep. So right on, right on. If you guys want to pick up some recharge, go over to realgrowers.com or Amazon Prime. Search Real Growers Recharge. And, uh, yeah, help support your garden more than anything. You'll see the value. Don't forget, members, 30% off with coupon code. Oh, all right. What's up? Coupon code in the members area. Sorry. I was just messing with people. <laughs> yeah. It's a tease. All right. Nice. So The dude's slick, man. Let me, He's slick. Let's take a quick break here. We're going to come back and do Grow Talk, guys. We'll be back in a minute. Right. Check it out. Dudegrows.com. Sounds good. Superstitious Battles of massive on the wall Dude's very superstitious Does it work at all? For more weeks of flower And your buds in weekend strong Need for more You grow the dank anyway. Is Scotty superstitious? Two cups of A and B. Is Scotty superstitious? He just pours it in.
Grow talk, guys. Let's hit it here, man. Let's hit it, man. We gotta try and we have a hard time sometimes keeping. They're supposed to keep these shows per management at an hour, and uh, yeah, you know. Come on, let's man. get after Imagine it. Imagine they've had a talk. Little's nutrients, for Mr. Bowser. <sighs> What's up, Mr. Bowser? Yeah, Hope coming out to the cup, man. How you been? Says so I was wondering if anyone has used the entire line of Mills Nutrients. I wanted to see if anyone in the DGC has used them and if they had good results. They have a two-part base that's used for veg and bloom with four additives. They have basilica, a root enhancer, and two bloom boosters, mid and late flower. Thanks for the input. No comments on this. I wanted some of you guys out there, if you can, um, hey. over on the the show, just comment on it in the format. But if I was blind, uh, I, I haven't heard it. anything bad, man. I just wanted to put it out there. So some of the the listeners, I'm sure Mills is a, a fine line. And I've heard there's they got that concentrated silica on their line though, okay. pretty spendy sure. bottle. But if you do the math, it's like okay, it's really not that spendy. It goes a long way. But if I handed um, you these bottles with a blindfold, wouldn't you think they were a canna? Uh, it's the exact you know, same I mean, shape. Are they going by shape? I mean, or? I'm just saying. Well, I mean, it's an A and a B, and then the R. I don't know. Is that Rizotonic or that one stands for roots or whatever? Um, yeah, uh, Canna has PK thirteen fourteen. I mean, I believe. PK. I don't know for sure. Yeah, sure. It's Holland. I think Mills has a nutrient company. And an early bloom flower like booster. That's what the C four and the PK are. I gotcha. I'm just saying it don't look all. It just looks like another Dutch nutrient brand to me. It is. I think it is a Dutch nutrient brand. You oh, know, does the windmill like, on there give it away? <laughs> a little bit. The windmill and the tulip. Right. <laughs> yes, I will agree with Scotty and say here on the Dude Grow Show, if you do have the means and availability, we do prefer a connoisseurish nutrient such as canna. Oh, canna has been but, good to us. I'm not. I'm not trying to to show for people, but you. canna has been good to. But what I'm saying is, if you're asking my opinion on this thing, uh, something tells me it's probably a lot like canna. That's funny. Coincidentally, on DudeGrows.com, even though they rotate, there is a canna banner up right now <laughs> on it. this post. Nice. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I just um, think a lot of these I, are very similar. Playground as well is, is a good good Dutch nutrient. You know, that's one that Jaren reps. Yeah, I've heard people that have said I've run the line, no issues. Let us know if you pick it up or uh, if any, anybody in the crew's running it. Give us some feedback. Yeah. That's what we're here Absolutely for. Absolutely nothing bad to shiz. say about it, man. All right, so moving on, itching for some outdoor, oh, right. itching for some outdoors. I haven't even thought about, should I do a plan outdoors this season myself? Uh, let's see. This is from Bornon, Bornon, 420. So, hey, sup there, dude, Scotty. I've been loving the podcast. I'm glad you're enjoying. It has been my go-to for all the long road trips I have been on lately, uh, which I know can be definitely decent help on road trips. I started at the beginning. I start at the beginning, and I've also skipped to the end to catch all the current information. Cool. I crave the knowledge of subject growing and consuming high-grade cannabis. And even after 25 years of doing this, it's awesome to find new grow communities such as yours to bounce ideas off of. Much respect, boys, and the DDC for providing such a forum as this. Yeah, totally. I was. I've been surprised by this forum lately. Here's the question. I live at the base of the Rockies, around 5,500 feet, not in Colorado, though. I've been growing indoor hydro runs for many years, but lately I have an itch to throw a couple of fine ladies in soil containers for a sweet little patio grow. You know, actual sunlight, enzymes, and microbes. Man, I can't wait. I need a soil recommendation from you guys, though. Should I build from scratch, or can I go with a bag mix and maybe a few amendments? Maybe 
320 gallons or so. Thanks, boys. So yeah, you can definitely build thank that. Thank you for chiming in. Um, that's it's everybody's own uh, deal, you know. Building a, I don't have the desire to build a soil from scratch, per se, where I'm going to get all the different one big inert input of peat and mix all this. I like to kind of get, and it depends also what I have. What do you need to build from scratch? Um, so you start with go peat, ahead. right? And you add a little bit of aeration. Peter cocoa or mix, mix of peat and cocoa, depending on what you got. Okay, so you add Peter cocoa as your core. You start, I just did this last night. Then you take a little bit of aeration. To what the, Worm? Uh, no, aeration, so either rice holes or perlite or something like that. Um, and then, uh, and then your, you know, your compost or your castings or something like that, another 30% of those, maybe in the last 10% you do biochar, 30% peat or cocoa, 30%, this is the Clackamas Coot dealio, you know, the recipe. Then you'll want to mineralize that and, and add nutrient. To yeah. It. So then you add your mineral and your nutrient to it, which can be done with a couple boxes from down the earth. You know, there's a lot of really cool stuff. It's as simple as just like. For the nutrient-wise, kelp meal, crustacean meal, and the neem meal. Okay. is just that covers your NPK, slow-release right. base, and then mineralized well, and, with... But you need stuff that people... The logistics itself can be challenging depending on, you know, if he's going to have three, 60 gallons of soil, right? 60 gallons and then of soil, he's so what's mix. that? Three... Hmm, hang on. Three 60 gallons? 320s. So it's like three bags. You at least need a couple... Uh, uh, big ass trash cans sure. or a wheelbarrow oh, yeah, or a tarp to, to put out absolutely and a way to mix it all uniformly fairly uniformly all your different powders and everything that's where a lot of times i'm like all right screw this i'm gonna go get a bag a big ass bag of uh it's true man. whatever the, the economical 707 is what i used to use from roar innovations it's a 20 gallon yep. bag or something but then i'd amend it more for outdoors i'd add in some worm um, mainly just warm though, dude. And then I just leave, I like to keep in mind when you're planting outside or inside on your containers, try to leave like three inches if you can on the lip one on the top lip, right? Or your soil level on the container level. One is for when you're watering. If you need to water quick and you flood it in, it holds the water in there too, is it gives you options for multiple top dresses throughout the growth cycle. Hey, I want to throw some guanos in there. I want to throw some worm. I want to throw some booze blend compost in there. Yep. Um, you know, I want room to top dress as well, but it is teach your own zone. There's no right way. Mix your own. You recommended uh, Clackamas Coot, Scotty. You know that's um, like townhouse a, recipes on our site. Yeah. Build a soil. Just been on our show. There's a lot of a lot of uh, knowledge on making your own. Mix. Definitely, and I'm stuck on trying to make something with a bunch of nutrition in it. If you're going to be growing and, and using uh, fertilizers and, and feeding uh, the soil as well. Then at that point it becomes a lot different. What you're looking for is just something that's well drained and uh, you know a lighter, well drained soil. You know, so it really does depend on what you're doing. Whether you're trying to go no-till or you know nutrient dense or just going there and going to feed it every day or every week. Yeah, and uh, appreciate the comments, Professor Soup. What's up, guys? Dot Mike. Yeah. Um, go over to dogrows.com and read the knowledge they dropped. And let us know. Keep in mind, man, outside it's really nice to come up with a plan. Uh, here at the base of the Rockies, some of the winds that we get through oh, here, Scotty knows living over where he is now. <laughs> Wind protection, potential hail protection. It sucks to go, man, to put all this love into a plant that's so beautiful and you got three weeks left and then a storm comes and it hails so hard it beats up half your flowers and the wind knocks down half of the branching. You know, So like, true, man. Ugh. Disheartening. So, you go through all that. You work so hard. Yes. Mm, what a bummer. 
Got to bring it to harvest. So ready for harvest, man. All right. We got a next question here here from uh, who we got. Doom. Sorry, I have like getting like the twenty five tabs open thing hard on my navigation. Right. Hey, what's up, DGC? This is from which city grower? Which city? W i t c h, like a witch on a broom. Oh, I get Just it. Just curious, what you guys think about tri- these trichomes? I want to cut it for a more energetic feel rather than couch lock. Um, is it ready? The strain is White Widow, and it's an autoflower. He's got some great pictures here, guys, of the trichomes. The little crystal balls, if you will, that hold all the magic. Um, and they're cloud. There's, I see definitely some cloudy ones. I don't see any amber um, yet, though. I see a lot of clear I still. I didn't see, yeah, I don't see any that are really amber. I still always wait. Uh, maybe almost amber on a couple. One-third, like at least one-third of them amber is good. You could go a little like 25. We go to 25% amber, but that's the earliest I would take. At least have them, in <laughs> the worst-case scenario, have them all white with a couple ambers. I got no problem, but they should be all white. You want that white, not clear, because that's, that's that's when uh, you get the best potency. Yeah. All right. So you got a couple uh, whites in there. Sir Coughslot says, wait another week. That reminds me of, uh, they said as a quote from Soma, Soma Style. He has a book on organic right. gardening, speaking of a, a good grower over there in the Netherlands, I believe. Uh, haven't heard much about him lately, though. But um, he's like, when you think it's ready, wait another week. <laughs> <It's about right. laughs> Which is not entirely true by any means, but I think it's pretty funny. Probably All right. true so, most of the time. We got a quick. We can't get deep into the world of lighting, but we'll handle. I don't. I didn't want to. We got three fifteen. We got a head scratcher here. We'll get you guys' opinion on Lord Blueberry says LEC three fifteen verse two closet cases from Spectrum King. So we have three hundred fifteen watts versus two hundred watts. Hey, dude, and Scotty Guru and crew, I recently converted to ceramic metal halide lighting and a two by three by six foot cabinet soil grow. Um, I'm hoping to exceed a gram per watt. So far, I really like the 315, low heat, and hood-mounted ballast in a small package, man. Seems perfect. That's what I liked about them, too. They're clean. No remote cords to ballast and stuff. goes, uh, approaching week five with my first run, and things are looking promising. Although I've been seeing and hearing a lot about running two closet case 100-watt units and yielding over 350 grams per grow. So for about another $100, I could have gone with two closet cases and reduced my draw at the wall by over 100 watts and not worry about bulb replacement. Wondering now if I went the right way on this one. What do you folks think? Got your head scratching, huh? Man, I don't know. Is that true? I mean, true? I guess there's... Can, can t- I don't know. I mean, I mean, I don't know what he's commenting on or somebody in the forums or whatever. Say They said, well, they say they're getting close to and yielding over 350 grams with 200 watts. Okay, so a Soup says, what? I flowered one smallish plant in a 10-gallon of organic soil under a single closet case and got a little more than three ounces. Really wasn't pushing for meal or yield, just checking out the new light. So he's got three ounces there. Um, that's like 90, 100 grams. So he's right about, a, let's say he's at 100, you know, one gram per watt there. Mm-hmm. Um, if the, if they were getting if you get 350 grams from two closet cases, it's 1.75 grams per watt that you're hitting. Which I mean, that's that's killing it. Yeah, you'd have to do significantly better than what Soup's doing. Um, I don't know. I don't. That sounds a lot. That sounds like a lot. He's saying the Soup is saying if you tried harder, scrogged, manages canopy right. and all that. He said he's thinking he'd average around 100 uh, grams per closet case, which is still fabulous. Um, but yeah, I don't know uh, 
what uh, what else he was looking at. And it's you know, also very uh, dependent upon different varieties. Ah, if I you don't mix it up. It. <laughs> so that, uh, but I mean, that being said, if you got a great light, three fifteen is cool. Run it for a while, and then when you're tired of that, you made the point though. That's uh, an obvious point. And then I wouldn't have to change bulbs, he said, which I still like, man. I like not having to change bulbs. Um, definitely appealing feature of LEDs. Some people have been calling out, and we're not going to know until time goes on, I guess, um, the degradation of the diodes in LED. I think I'm only supposed to have at max 5% degradation in my Spectrum Kings after five years is what I was Yeah, told. what is the LM90 rate there? I'd have to take a look at that, but it, it, it's it's like 50,000 hours before it's at 90% of what it used, what it was originally. Gotcha. For the mo- like, that's just a general number for the most part with LEDs. Yeah, but how do they calculate that shit, man? They say, oh, we ran it for two hours. It degraded this much, so no. we'll do our math equation. No, they figure uh, out that how long sketchy. it takes till it gets to 90%. You know, so how long does it take for it to lose 10% of its, of its lumens? Or of its, its, yeah, probably just lumens, no? Yeah, yeah, most of the testing yeah. they're doing is in lumens, yep. unless they throw it in an integrated sphere, which is kind of expensive to do. Yeah. Yeah, again, if it were me, because I, I like, I, if I can have two the two lights, I think I'd have more of a footprint with the two uh, Spectrum Kings, but uh, you, nothing wrong with the 315. Just sling your 315 to one of your friends that's getting into growing, and then try the uh, Spectrum Kings next, you know? I'm willing to bet the thick Spectrum Kings put out a better quality, though. But I've never grown about that. The 315 is that nice white light that everybody's into. You know, it's a very similar light. I know know the curves for uh, how the light comes out is it's a lot more smooth with the LED, where the the ceramic metal halide still putting out all the colors of light to make the white light but there are peaks and valleys big peaks and valleys in it okay where the led is just a smooth and really follows the mccree curve interesting man good stuff very interesting well that being said let's talk about what we got to do in our grows today sure man we got one more or we're killing it real quick what's killing this last one there we go all right it's dead what we got? Um, and, yeah, get into it a little bit. I can uh, start it off by saying what, man? I figured out some information with heat, man. I had a room, and I got a video um, that's not up yet. And I also have a cloning video. I got the camera out, and I started taking videos again. So it'll be up. Check over YouTube, Dude Grows YouTube channel. Um, but the I was trying to figure out why the rooms were different temperatures. I have two rooms. Um, and I've talked about it before on the show, but what I did, um, there's a fan pushing from one room into the other room. And that was a four inch can fan on like a temp stat. It wasn't pushing too hard. Couldn't figure out the temp stat was running right or whatnot. And then there was a 16 inch or 16, six inch inline booster fan pulling from the other room, you know, really just meant to assist inline ducting, not be a moving air from one room to the other fan. So one room would run like five degrees hotter than the other. And I'm like, what the hell? They should run even. I'm moving air. Hooked up two Max 6s, brand new, awesome Max now 6 you're moving fans. Air. And I was like, oh, yeah, actually, really moving air now. And so I could kind of get it. Not really. I mean, one room, if one room's 77, let's say, the other room's like 82. I was like, Jeez. damn it. What the That's hell? That's a decent size difference. You know, yeah. so I got my temp gun out. Um, and hit, you know, just to make sure, oh, maybe these two thermometers are just different. You know, they're calibrated different. Nope, they're running good. They're they're green with the temp gun where you just have the little laser temp right. gun. 
And so I called over Temp Needs Todd. He's an HVAC. I'm like, look, dude, I'm moving tons of air. I'm cycling this room into this room, like, fast. Like, if you were to put the trace smoke or whatever, it'd be gone into the next room in a second and back over, you know? Um, so what it is, I'm like, it's got to be something with the light, right? And so we started using the temp gun. So when you put the temp gun over on in the HID room and you put it on, let's say, my plastic stakes, right? My plastic stakes that are... Uh, you know, supporting a sure. flower, the plastic metal right. stakes, they're a dark green color. If you put the temp gun on those, they'd be like 83. If you put the temp gun on the flower right next to that stake, they'd be like 76 or something, a lot cooler. If you put the temp gun on anything else, like the wall, the shiny wall, anything that could hold yeah, heat. Yeah, that's that why color is important and everything. Think about something black is going to hold heat. Yeah, there was something black, <laughs> and that's a darker green on those stakes. But it's the it's the intensity. I don't know if I want to call it the intensity or what it is. I think we, Todd was calling it like it's a radiant, the radiant heat. It's the from infrared that HID light bulb. coming off of the HPS light. The verse, yeah, verse the 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 light coming off the spectrum kings. That the the uh, difference in leaf temperature was like four or five degrees, um, which. I like. I mean, you want a lower leaf surface temperature to a certain degree when you're in flowering. I don't know what the ideal leaf surface temperature is, but being that that those rooms are sharing so much air so quick, but I still can't get surface temperatures lower in the HID room. I'm like, man, this has really proven one of the point good points of uh, the LED light. It's just not as hot, I guess. The light light temperature. I don't know what to call it. It doesn't put off any uh, 830 nanometer infrared light. An infrared light is like. That's how uh, a fire. So it's absorbable like if you stand by surfaces. By a fire, you're feeling infrared heat from that, and that's what HID okay. lights put off. But the LED lights don't put that off at like at all. So, so that's considered an advantage or not? You know, do I want that? Well, it depends. You, I mean, it makes it so you can run, use a lot less AC, and run in, and because in an LED room, your leaf surface temperature is going to be pretty close to your ambient room temperature. Oh, you mean the LST? <laughs> There's a couple different Word. acronyms that LST stands for, but yeah, <laughs> the leaf surface temperature would be the same, really close to your ambient, where in an HID room, it's going to be significantly higher than your... Yeah, and I, I just was uh, scratching my head for a minute, of course, because I'm moving so much air now, these th- temperatures are going to even out, but nope, it's the different lights, doesn't let them even out, so regardless, yeah. it was interesting to learn. HPS um, is just hotter, have at least a hot- just hotter hygrometer in your rooms a couple ways those temp guns are i mean they're like 20 something 30 bucks and they got the little laser on the end if you got a dog or a cat it doubles as a pet toy (laughs) but uh they're awesome for your grow room just to figure out what's going on and pointing it at your ducting or your light or your your leaf surface whatever it helps you diagnose shit for nice What you got in your grow, man? What you, you know, it's just building the soil, man. This weekend was uh, go figure. Yeah, it was just uh, building my my <laughs> nutrient dense soil and was uh, playing around with the the coot recipe. That's why I got the uh, clackam clackamas coot recipe up. Only thing that I did differently is I actually I saw it. It I put cocoa core in there instead of peat. Now, I might play with a little bit. I supposedly there's some really good quality peat that I'm supposed to get get uh, hooked up with. I might put some of that just as like uh, in my last top layer. But man, this thing is swollen. I got to go up there, over the way to grow after this. It's swollen up bags of uh, can of cocoa. I think I did six bags of can of cocoa and probably need at least six more. 
It's like 45 cubic feet of it's soil. It's 45 cubic feet of soil is what it's going to be. And each one's like, uh, can of cocoa is like 1.75 <laughs> cubic feet per 50 liters. So I'm going to be needing a lot of those. Do you have those. peat in there too, you said? I think I'm going to put peat in the top layer. I didn't put peat real close to the... Um, uh, real close to where the hempy buck, you know, where the floor is, where the wicking floor is. And it's cool, man. We were in there just yesterday. It's starting to wick up already. But I still need more on top of it. I sp- probably need another four or five inches of uh, of media on top to build. And the idea is to just build a complete bed, uh, just complete filled with, uh, with things growing, you know. Probably won't have a lawn there, but it'll have some kind of ground cover that's pulling nitrogen out of the air. And, uh, yeah, trying to make as much nutrition as I possibly can. The goal or the dream would be to just be able to use recharge, you know, and, and just be able to sprinkle some recharge on there and, uh, and, and have a long-lasting garden that I don't have to throw out the soil every couple months. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Um, yeah, I just like I said, okay, I wouldn't mind trying that peat again myself. I'm just afraid of the uh, – hydrophobia if they let it get too dry that's the one thing i didn't like about it so i guess they got to cut x amount of cocoa to prevent yeah. that or maybe their pizza of a different quality what's the brand that lambert um, uh, a guy, a, lambert. my buddy carl i don't know if you guys remember from way back in the day he did the tommy chong voice a couple uh couple uh years ago when we did our our april fool's joke and all that but tommy uh tommy <laughs> but carl works for lambert peter he's a rep for lambert pete among a couple other places and he was trying to tell me that all pete's not created equal there's different layers and different heights where they skim the bog when they're going down there and he was saying that there's a top layer and there's a bottom layer and it's heavier and lighter and it also there's all sorts of corners they can cut even with things like perlite when they go to you know every potting mix or peat mix has you know 10 15 20 percent perlite they can use real shit that's going to break down into cement really quick or they can use you know a decent quality you have to put perlite in peat you think uh, I, I mean think i guess they it's... do it it's like a recipe to lighten it up you know you know just just a little something to to keep it up. Peat can be heavy I guess you don't need it, but you definitely need some type of aeration. aeration it doesn't yeah. have to be peat, but peat tends to compact. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Then. So just just want to learn a little bit about that. So if anybody's heard of Lambert peat, let, let me know. I'm thinking about. Uh, I got got a couple bales here, and they actually are pre-mixing some of it with cocoa. So I thought that was kind of cool. A little, I think it's eighty twenty peat to cocoa, which I thought was an interesting blend. It is interesting. I'm very interested. Are you interested, dude? <laughs> <laughs> got you freaking out now, don't I? All right, man. Putting in the bag, yeah. guys. DGC Cup at Gmail. Come, 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 party. Come get high. Have a good time. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, that's all we got, man. Let's, let's give some shout outs here. Some of the uh, Nug authors, real DGC. Come on, come on, man. Give it up to Dro Man eighty and WB Kind. Joe. One, I believe Joe One, JW Frosty Green 420 Saint Skinny. Yeah, DOT Mike. Never heard of a band called Skinny Puppies, man. Skinny I puppies. listened to some a couple days ago, man. That motherfucker pissed me off, and I put on some Skinny Puppy. Felt a lot better, man. Uh, DOT Mike, man, being all inspirational, man, with your, with your no-till self, man. You go on. DOT Mike called by Mile High Mike, Afternoon Jones, Organic Amber. Yeah, Ferd Turgeson. <laughs> Real DGC, thanks for the members, yep. guys. A better 420. Yeah. John Doe, as in Brett Doe. <laughs> Doman. Doman. And Katie K. Come on, I want to be the one who shouts out Katie K. 
and mangled remains soon to be seen on a detective mutilation show. All right. <laughs> Out of here, man. Stay high, guys. Keep it real. And we'll be back. Take her easy, dude. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And with the boss man's is to take a little break. That means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep a good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. In my toolbox, there's a bomb. Some people start their day off with a pill. It's what the doctor says to do. They shake their heads at natural medicine. Go ahead and try something new, new, new. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to smoke it all day long. Yeah. Big man, catch you riding high. Oh, we gonna lock you in a cage. No. If you wonder why he hates the dank, just look at how he's 